Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 1,222. Don't get set into one form, adapt it and build it to your own and let it grow, be like water. Empty your mind, be formless, shapeless like water. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I'm revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest calling in from not too far away from where I live, Seattle, Washington, Alex Johnson. Hey, Alex, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? Yes, sir. Let's do this. All right. Alex Johnson is an automotive photographer who's just 26 years old and lives in Seattle, Washington. His love for automobiles goes back to the first grade. While photography is his sidepreneur passion, his day job is an assistant operations manager at a manufacturing facility that builds detection sensors and custom radio frequency equipment. When he's not doing that, you'll find Alex at car shows and events working to turn his hobby business into a full-time career as a shooter for automotive magazines, websites, television shows, and commissioned projects. A recent trip took him to the Monaco during the F1 race, where he shot at the wall at the Grand Prix. That sounds like fun. And I got to meet Alex uh, just about a couple weeks ago when I was down at Driver's Club in Metropolitan Detail. He took a great picture of John Clevin and I together and a couple other shots he let me share that I put on my Facebook page. So go check out some of those images there. So Alex, I've told our listeners just a little bit about you. Would you take a brief moment, share just a little bit more about your career and your passion for shooting automobiles? Absolutely. Thanks, Mark, for having me on the show as well. You bet. So basically it all started when I was, you know, three or four years old. I like to say it's kind of subconscious thing because I remember my parents turning around and telling me, look, 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 there's a Ferrari up ahead. And, you know, the red paint, the circular taillights, and the squared off wing. At the time, I didn't know what it was. But a couple of years later, you know, when I got more into cars, I found out it was a Ferrari F40. So, <laughs> oh, nice. Way to start. Yeah. No, that's a and, good way to start a passion. Yeah. <laughs> right at the top. Yeah, right. And then, but, you know, more consciously, it was uh, in the first grade when my best friend Ray Kulala gave me Test Drive 5. And that's where it all took off from there. A couple of years later, you know, I took some photography classes in high school and I just, you know, loved cameras and photography, but never really followed through with it. And so it wasn't until about 2017 when a friend of mine, Jim Tinsley, told me about exotics at Redmond Town Center. And ever since that first show, I was hooked. There's no stopping me now. I wanted to go every weekend as much as possible. Unfortunately, it's only at spring summer and fall thing yeah, yeah. Uh, with that in mind i wanted to start a hobby or like the side business mm-hmm. lens effect uh and basically you know try to try to make some money on the side but at the same time you know be around these cars more often and just get to know people more and about the cars yeah i have some experience well exotics at redmond town center my regular listeners will remember i have had uh some great guys that started all that um that put that show together i love going up to that show there's some well, lots of incredible cars in Seattle. I mean, it's just, it's incredible the car hobby up here, how prolific it is and how many nice cars there are. So that's a really, really fun event. And of course, Alex, when you and I met, we were up there at Driver's Club, another incredible facility that Doug Perry put together and uh, Amanda Friedman manages. Uh, is cool. And Nick and Dan had me on their Rain City 
Supercars podcast, which was really fun. So, uh, yeah, it was good to get to meet a guest that's on the show here before I had you on the show. That's kind of a rare thing for me. Most of the time, I don't know what's going to happen when the phone or the phone rings, you know, when people call in. I like to say it's like uh, Forrest Gump's box of chocolates. I never know what I'm going to get. Um, but uh, every time, it's always very tasty and delightful, that's for sure. Well, as we continue on your journey, I always like to start by asking my guests for a success quote, a mantra, something that's important to you. It's a nice way to get the inspirational tires turning or the shutter clicking here on cars. Yeah. So Alex, take the wheel. I guess something I like to kind of live by is Jet Li's famous water quote. Don't get set into one form, adapt it and build it to your own and let it grow, be like water. Empty your mind, be formless, shapeless like water. The significance about that is, you know, as cliche as it is, is that um, with photography, especially with something that I want to get into and my style is that I don't want to choose one style. I want to be able to adapt to other people's needs and how mm. they want the photos. Uh, so for an example, you know, you've got an old Porsche, you know, you got to get the right settings, the right edits and all that in there. But when you take, let's say the six, the McLaren 600 LT, it's completely different. You want to have something a bit more modern. You want the colors to be more vibrant, you know, something that just really attracts the audience to the car and kind of fit it to the setting that the car has already. And that's kind of, that's where, you know, trying to keep it open mind and then just go from there is kind of the best way to do it. Yeah, it's the first time that quote's been cited here. And I like the concept of it, being fluid, uh, being open to different things and being a young man as you are and somewhat new to what you're doing and learning and being open and adaptive to things is, I think, really, really important. I've had lots of photographers on the show and One of the most unique suggestions I received from a photographer was try very hard to look at vehicles, parts, and whole from very different perspectives. Get down on your stomach. Uh, One guy even told me, bend over and shoot between your legs looking back. And I said, well, that's going to draw some attention. (laughs) People walk around and go, what are you doing, dude? It's certainly a different style. (laughs) Yeah, you're right. You know, I've attended car shows my whole life, and I used to always take my son with me when he was younger, and I'd give him a camera. And I'd always be amazed when we come back, we choose the same cars, but the perspectives were so different. And I think maybe because, and he taught me a lot because he was young and he was open to this concept of water fluidity, you know, just like what you're saying. He would shoot some really unique things that I'd go, wow, I didn't even think about shooting that. I was kind of stuck in my ways is the best way to say it. So I think what you're doing is really fantastic because, uh, you know, you're honing your craft right now. I think we all are doing that throughout our lives. But sometimes when you get older, you kind of get stuck in a methodology, which is not so good. So that's why I like to meet new people and learn new things from them, just like I am today with you, Alex. Well, you kind of answered this question a little bit. I always ask my guests to uh, tell a story that instigated their personal passion for cars. Uh, that pivotal moment when you knew you were going to be a car guy. You talked about sitting in the car and your folks pointing out a Ferrari and then, of course, an F40. There's a couple of those up here in the Northwest. But is there another point in time when you realize, you know, this car thing is really for me? It's, let's see, I would, it'd be the fourth grade. My neighbor has, or used to have a Ferrari 360 Spider, And one special day, I got a ride in it, and Ooh. I still remember that sound just blasting off. Oh my gosh, it was it was quite incredible, and I can still remember this feeling, the smile on my face. You know, going from eye to eye almost. <laughs> it's just, yeah. it was an absolute beautiful moment, and you know that really took off from there as well. That would 
other than you know getting into the the f40 that i first saw and then the racing game that my best friend gave me the first physical interaction with an exotic car that really held on to me from there on for sure yeah absolutely 360 i I was very fortunate. I attended the Cavallino event, which coincidentally uh, is happening. We're, we're recording this show on the same weekend that the Cavallino is happening at West Palm Beach. Uh, today's a Sunday morning that Alex and I are talking, and uh, the Mar-a-Lago event is taking place right now. And I understand we're, we don't have rain, and they do. What a switch that is. <laughs> Raining in Florida, and when it should be sunny in here, the not so sunny today, but there's no rain. But uh I was going down there and I, I reached out to try to find someone who had a Ferrari that I could use in a, a booth. We were exhibiting some products and things. And this uh, customer said, hey, I've got a 360. Um, you can have it for the weekend. And I went over to his house. He tossed me the keys and he said, yeah, just leave it at the hotel when you leave on uh, Monday and I'll come over and pick it up. And I'm like, seriously? Really? I mean, this, this guy's <laughs> never even met me before. Talk about trust. That same weekend, by the way, I got to drive two 250 short wheelbases, which oh was even gosh. more incredible. But so to get to go to Florida, go to the Cavallino, uh, go to the, the jet party, the yacht hop, the, the racetrack Moroso in a, in a new 360 and drive it around Florida. Yeah. I thought I was pretty cool stuff. <laughs> That's so, not a bad deal. <laughs> no, that was a guy I go, man, I'm getting paid to do this. This is the coolest thing ever. So right. <laughs> uh, very nice of that guy to do that. Well, let's take a look at some of the roads you've driven down and talk about a big challenge or a failure. These are wonderful learning lessons if we think of them that way. They're not so much fun during the time we're going through them. But uh, kind of walk us through one, if you would, and tell us how that experience helped you gain even more momentum as you came out of that uh, somewhat difficult time. During high school, rowing was my big thing. That's basically what I did day in, day out, four years mm. straight, no breaks, Got back from the World Championships in August, wow. uh, my senior year, and got the denial letter from the University of Washington. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, it was, it was a very, that was pretty tough, actually, because I really yeah. wanted to go there. You know, we, you know, it was a little bit cheaper since it was in state as well, but didn't get in. What are you going to do? Uh, you know, especially yeah. after that, you know, also for people that don't know, UW is one of the best rowing schools. Well, uh, that's what I was thinking, I mean, you're the local boy, you're right here, you're mm -hmm. at the, the championships, and they say, <laughs> sorry, not interested. Yeah, no, <laughs> that's, it was... That's tough. It was, yeah, it was very tough, especially, you know, when you're on the team for two years in a row now. But there was a thing that some taxes passed the year before saying, you know, declined funding for local schools, you know, because they uh, wanted more, but, you know, that's that's basically what happened. I even remember front page article that the Seattle Times had put out and said, 4-0 student denied from University of Washington, you know, just because it's local. Yeah, I talked to all my other friends that were, you know, just across the border there in Portland, and they got in because they were out of state. So, yeah, I mean, they were pretty good at rowing, too. I won't disregard them on that. But. Well, no, but I, I know what you're saying. It's frustrating because you feel like you kind of had a shoe in there, like mm -hmm. this is going to happen. And my kids went through that when they were applying for college, certain schools, you know. And I said, you know what? I told him this, and, and I'm going to let you finish your story here, but I said, you may have dodged a bullet here that you don't even know. That's the only way you can think about it. There may be another opportunity that's so much better that you haven't even received yet, and this denial from that school is going to provide you with that other opportunity. I mean, it's really the only way you can look at it. So now we all, we all want to know how or where did you end up after that? <laughs> well, actually, my dad said the exact same thing. I mean, but at the time, you know, you're just 
you're a kid. Your head you, is, yeah. What do you know, Dad? <laughs> ex- yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> head spinning all over the place. Don't know what to do. But in the end, I decided to go to Bellevue College. Uh, and that was actually a really good experience. I love the teachers there and just the environment there was great. And, you know, ever since going there, it actually was kind of like a blank slate for me because the focus before was so much on rowing and whatnot. I didn't think about, you know, plan BC. It was just purely on rowing and getting to the University of Washington. And that's where Lens Effect basically started was that took the passion of cars and photography, put them into one and took off from there. You know, take off just slowly building it because as you're working during the day, you've got to find some time or at least make some time to keep pursuing that passion and then make it grow. Exactly. So that that university or college you went to Mm -hmm. is much smaller. University of Washington is huge. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Massive school. (laughs) And you can kind of get, you know, those big schools, you can kind of get lost in the crowd if you're not aggressive, you're not a go-getter. I mean, it's easy to just be another number in the crowd and not get the individual attention. Is that the what you experienced with where you ended up going? And that's exactly it. You know, all the classes at Bellevue College were, you know, between 20 to 30 people. So you oh, had gosh, a lot of, yeah. yeah, you know, it was perfect. You, just, you had a lot of one-on-one time with the teachers and then got to know them more. And then they helped you with, you know, whatever you needed. And, right. you know, having that connection was very beneficial. Yeah, yeah. There again, us dads, we know some stuff, <laughs> you know, uh, obviously you're trying, your dad's trying to encourage you to, and, and, you know, in that defeated moment, it's like everything you thought, but, uh, well, I'm glad it all worked out for you. And for those listening who might be young and might be in the same shoes, you know, there's a reason for everything. I always believe there's a reason things happen and sometimes they're not so fun they're not so great, but they can steer you in a much, much better direction. And, uh, here we go. Alex is a good example of that. Well, let's talk about your first ride, your first car, first bike, whatever that might be. Have a little bit of fun. What was that first vehicle that you got that had a great, you had a great affection for? And maybe share a memory you have about that ride. Oh, man. It would, so it's a bike. It is the Ducati 1199S Pinigali. Oh. Oh, yeah. That thing was beautiful. It was basically, you know, the Ducati Red, which is essentially the Ferrari Red. Absolutely stunning bike. It was a 2014 you know, 200 horsepower, weighed 400 pounds. That bike would easily get you into trouble with in first gear. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, just a little bit. I mean, I mean, totally. For those of you who don't know the bike, you can look it up. It's a it's a sport bike, got a basically a big racing fairing. It looks like. I yep. mean, it's just a gorgeous bike, and Ducatis are so so special. But that bike. Yeah. What do you like? What do you like about riding that bike? Yeah. Between, yeah. It's just, it's killer. What, what'd you like about that bike? Gosh, it's, it's hard to place one thing because just the looks was absolutely beautiful. The Brembo brakes with ABS, that was really cool because I never had a bike with ABS before and mm. clamping down on the brake, you know, you could feel it shudder a bit, but yeah. the stopping was, you got to really hold on. Otherwise you will fall off the front of the bike. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It'll just launch you as it, yeah, it comes into a stop. Did yours have the, the red pinstripe around the wheels, too? Uh, it did not. Yeah, I just remember that. It's so cool. Oh, yeah. No, that's, that's – I'm thinking – I think that's an aftermarket or either for okay. the R version. I'm not too sure. Oh, okay. But I or did the S. Some, did they make an S of that, too? Yeah, that's that's what I had. So it was had the, the Olin okay, yeah. suspension, uh, fully okay. electronic adjustable. So, you know, there is 
you know, I think there was ice mode, sport mode, and then race mode. Ice mode? Or it's like wet mode, sorry. <laughs> I'm like, okay, yeah, that's, no, for the, that's, that's for the extreme. uber brave. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, ice mode. Yeah, on that bike, good luck, pal. <laughs> yeah, right. That was, oh gosh. But God, the sound of that bike, I loved it. I I did a solo ride back in, oh gosh, what? It was, it was in September, it was late fall. I went to Leavenworth and back for lunch on a Sunday. Oh my gosh, that was... On those roads, that was beautiful. All the twisties throughout there and yeah. just getting on the throttle and whatnot. It was it was such a lovely bike to have. I, I miss it a lot. <laughs> yeah, gorgeous bike. And for those listeners, the, the ride from Seattle out to Leavenworth. Leavenworth is a beautiful little kind of a German-esque town. And you can take the back roads through the beautiful – you're basically riding through a fort. You feel like you're in the Black Forest in Germany. Yeah. Uh, right. Or the Alps in Italy. I mean, it's just so, so spectacular. But that is a very special bike. Wow. Beautiful. Yeah. Love that thing. It was, it was incredible. But, yeah. you know, so yeah. <laughs> well, that leads me to the next question. And that's the seller's remorse question. <laughs> yeah. You're a young guy. So I'm, I'm kind of guessing. I know you don't have that bike anymore because I, I've met you and we've talked a little bit, but is that your seller's remorse story or is there, is there oh, another one? Oh, it definitely one? is. Uh, but at the same time, it was, it was for the better because, you know, it was, it was an expensive bike to have, especially with winter coming up because, you know, you've got a super sport bike and, you know, the rains are going to come in. I don't have the proper tires for it. You know, it's basically summer tires, so you can't really ride it. So I figured, you know, if I, if I can't ride it for six, seven months, then, I've got to sell it because otherwise I'll just be paying so much for something that's I'm not going to use. And I also was going through a time where I also wanted to invest in real estate slash a condo that I eventually bought a year later. It's, you know, with the Seattle market, I, that's something I really wanted to get in before it was too late. So yeah, it's always <laughs> Seattle market. It's always too late. I don't know how anybody young can buy a house up there. It's a, it's just absolutely out of control, was, but uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. I, all I did was basically go to work, come back home, you know, saved up 90% of my check, didn't go party and whatnot. And well, good for you. You're a smart guy. You know, <laughs> that sacrifice, and a lot of people don't make that sacrifice and then wonder, how come Alex has a condo and I'm still living in mom's basement? <laughs> um, you know, um, it takes sacrifice. And especially mm -hmm. in, a, in a market like that, where things are so expensive, my son lives in San Francisco. And so, oh, God, yeah, yeah, talk about crazy cost yeah, of living down there. Can relate, um, sure. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, good for you. I think you made the right choice. You know, Thank you. as somebody once told me when I let a car go so I could put my one of my children through college, you can always get another car, but you may not ever have a chance to put your daughter or son through college again. Or in your case, you may not have another chance to afford a condo which the way prices are going. So yeah, yeah, get much better, wiser choice for sure. Well, let's talk about what has you excited and fired up with this uh, side, as I call sidepreneur business, as you're, you're building your, uh, your credentials, your portfolio, if you will, as a photographer. What uh, kind of things are you looking forward to this year? Because you talked about, or I, I shared that you got to go to the Monaco Grand Prix and you got to end up shooting on the wall, which is incredible. Maybe you want to touch on that because I'm not every into that event my goodness <laughs> well let's oh man monaco grand prix that was that was very special i think it was my mom that told me that you know by the way the monaco grand prix is going to be happening while you're there and i was like oh <laughs> what well, okay that's you know that's a good sign <laughs> but uh gosh you know being in the town just down in the city gosh i can still remember and feel the sounds of the cars racing by because it would echo between all of the buildings yeah. and kind of just wrap you around 
with the noise of the cars and just hearing all the pistons firing and just all the gears changing, just banging away. It was the experience just that was incredible. And there was a guy that I met that uh, worked down in the marina and hypothetically he needed help down there. So I was able to go down there with him and check out the cars at the same time. So it was, it was a very cool opportunity you know, just to be right down by the track, seeing the cars rip underneath you and right by you. It was, it was a very cool cool experience. That's for sure. Well, there's a good example of when you find yourself in a place that things are going on, start talking to people, meet people, because you never know how you, you know, just to get close to the track like that, very, very hard to get media passes and, and get anywhere near the track. And then uh, you never know who you talk to. So, you know, when you're out in a strange place, just start talking to people, meeting people, tell them what you're interested in. You never know where you may end up. And then how about this year? What are some of your plans to uh, further enhance your skill set and your shooting abilities in 2019? This year is going to be rather interesting. You know, I've been, I've known Carl Noakes since basically the first time I went to Exotics at Redmond Town Center. Uh, mm-hmm. And so he and I have been basically in contact for since then. And then, you know, I would say within the last six months, we've been growing closer and closer together. And we potentially might work on something together. We'll see what happens. Uh, you know, both of our schedules are crazy. He lives on the east side. I live on the west side. I would love to work with him, but, you know, we'll just see what happens. Uh, so that'd be one potential project. And then also, I just want to get to know more people, more clients. Uh, you know, clients is a weird term for me because I, you know, I don't want to make that separation between client and photographer. I want to be one with them and basically have them be able to call me and say, hey, you know, let's go do a photo shoot and be like, all right, let's, let's go. You know, Sunday morning, beautiful outside. Let's go do it. You know, just kind of be on their speed dial whenever they need a personal photographer. And that would be, yeah. I think that'd be an incredible opportunity. And then, you know, uh, Bruce from uh, Epic Exposure, correct? Yes. Yeah. And, you know, working with him because he has an absolutely beautiful studio. You know, I've had an opportunity to work with him in in there. So being able to work with him and then Carl Noakes, I think that's mostly what's going to happen this year. Hopefully there's some things that are coming up. But at the same time, I just need to develop more, you know, get out there more, practice more, see what, try different styles and then just keep developing, keep getting after it. Yeah, exactly. Well, you dropped some interesting and very valuable suggestions here for people who want to get involved in anything. And that is kind of surround yourself with folks that are already doing it, already have experience in it. Now, Carl and Bruce have been guests here on Cars Yeah. You listeners can go back and find them on the Cars Yeah website. Uh, In the case of, you know, Bruce, that's his full-time job. He shoots outside. He has a studio. In fact, uh, this spring when the weather clears up, I'm going to take my uh, Porsche Turbo, my Orange Crush, as I call her up and uh, Carl and uh, maybe you and a few other shooters and Bruce are going to be there and shoot the car in his studio, produce some cool things. I think Jason Tang might even join us. He's been a guest here on the show. But Carl's another good example of a sidepreneur. He's got a a real job, a main job working for Microsoft, I believe, uh, that little company. But uh, he loves photography and has really got a great eye. He just came out with his first book, which is really great. He was so gracious to honor me with a copy of it when I was up there at Drivers Club. But uh, that's a great example and a trick for you folks out there that want to get involved in something. Find somebody who's doing it, Become make them your mentor, um, and work around them, learn from them, listen, be exposed, and you never know what kind of cool projects. So we look forward, Alex, to seeing what you guys come up with in the new year. 
So up next is the last lap. But before we put the pedal to the metal, let's say thank you to today's Cars Yeah sponsor. What's the worst thing for your car's interior? No, it's not that milkshake the kids spilled in the back seat. It's the sun. Harmful UV rays cook your automobile's interior hour after hour when it's parked outside, even on a cloudy day. What's the solution? Covercraft sunscreens. They protect your dash, seats, and interior finishes from those damaging UV rays while keeping the interior temperature tolerable, even on the hottest summer days. No more painfully sizzling seats and steering wheels for you. They unfold quickly and easily install, stay where you put them, and are custom patterned for an exact fit. The foam core acts as a cooling insulator, and you can get yours in different colors and finishes. And they even fold up easily and store under your seat or on the floor. I've used Covercraft sunscreens for years, and they are a fast and easy solution that protect my beloved cars when they're not in the garage. Learn more and order yours at Covercraft.com. Want to protect your entire vehicle? Get a car cover from Covercraft. They have those too. That's Covercraft.com. And tell them Mark sent you. Are you looking for a way to get your products or services into the ears of thousands of automotive enthusiasts around the globe? I can help. This is Mark Green here at Cars Yeah, and I'd be honored to be an influencer and ambassador for your brand in a unique and personal way. Five days a week, thousands of subscribers and listeners enjoy the Cars Yeah podcast and website. Contact me today and I'll show you how at mark at carsyeah.com or connect with me through the Cars Yeah website at carsyeah.com. Hey, Mark Green here from the Cars Yeah podcast. Did you know you can now see me on the Cars Yeah TV show? That's right. Cars Yeah is now on MAV TV. I visit some of the past Cars Yeah guests and take you along for the ride. Go to MavTV.com to learn more where you can enjoy Cars Yeah TV. MavTV is also available on DirecTV, FuboTV, Fios by Verizon, or you can stream it through MavTV.com online. And they said I only had a face for podcasting. All right, Alex, we're back, and I have a very introspective question for you. If you woke up tomorrow and you were a car parked there in the driver's club, if you're lucky enough to be parked in the driver's club or your garage <laughs> or wherever it is you might park a car, what would Alex be and why? Gosh, you know, it's it's a tough one. Um, I would almost say a Nismo GTR, oh. uh, the R35 generation, only because it's not it's not like a Lamborghini or a Ferrari, which stands out incredibly, you know. You know, it's a little bit more subtle in its own way. It's got lots of power. It's kind of like the underdog of a supercars, you know. And then with the twin turbos, you know, as soon as you kick in the turbos, kind of like how the business goes, you know, I will run as fast as possible for as long as possible. Uh, and that's that's kind of like the Nismo GTR is as soon as those turbos kick in, it's gone. You know, goodbye. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Well, I think you're the first one of those here on cars. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. Sweet. <laughs> yeah, very nice. All right, we're up to the last lap, I like to call it, and I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some very quick blips of the Nismo throttle. So here <laughs> we go. What's the best automotive advice you've ever received? It's probably, actually, it's probably from Carl Noakes himself. Uh, you know, just simply talk to people. I'm a pretty introverted person, so, you know, when I go to these events, you know, it's it's very easy for me to just not talk to people and take photos of cars, so. You know, that's just something I need to work on and then improve, you know, as much as I just love to want to talk to people. It's just that 
you know, making that first step is always the hardest. So yes, just breaking through that barrier and keep that going after it, you know, it should be, we'll see what happens. So put yourself out there. You know, the, one of the things I love about Carl's shooting and it's something that he's taught me as well when I get my camera out and that is he uses people in his photography quite a bit. And I'm always getting frustrated with all the people around the cars (laughs) waiting for them to get out of the way move over, but he's found a way to really creatively integrate them into the shots to make it very interesting and fun. So uh, that's kind of what I was telling you with my son when we were down at Monterey during Car Week one year, he was getting frustrated with all the people. Mm -hmm. And he decided, you know what, I'm just going to work with the people. So he did an entire series of uh, basically people in my way while I'm trying to shoot cars <laughs> and and created a slideshow for his school, kind of what'd you do this summer thing. Yeah. And uh, it ended up being really hilarious and fun and creative. And uh, he actually used the people. I mean, some of them were the whole back of somebody's head and you just saw a corner of the car peeking out of their yeah. ear, you know. <laughs> uh, but that was the whole idea is just use that as a prop and work yeah. around it and be creative with it. So, uh, yeah, you've yeah. got a great mentor there. Now, how about a personal habit? Would you share one of yours that you believe has contributed to your many successes? Man, I would say simply make time. Uh, and mm-hmm. what I like to do is wake up a couple of hours before work in the morning and then dedicate that time to photography stuff. You know, stuff as in editing photos, looking up different methods, you know, just scrolling through Instagram and seeing how people do their things because just trying to give a different perspective and develop something. You know, you want to have, you know, you take bits and pieces and it's kind of like, uh, just any type of artwork, you know, it's yeah. inspired by, et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, and that's kind of what I like to do. And especially with developing more styles, you know, it's a good way to research and have time to myself in the morning and get that done. So, <laughs> you know, Alex, you're full of golden nuggets today. Um, <laughs> the reason is not so much looking at other styles, which of course is important. That's where you learn. That's where you learn different techniques. You learn all sorts of things. And nowadays, Compared to when I was a little boy. Uh, and we didn't have this wonderful thing called Instagram, the internet, and all these resources. You had to go to a library and look at books, you know, those old things. Um, but uh, the other thing you shared here is, is getting up early. And, and I want to touch on this real quickly because when I hear people say, well, I've got a real job. I don't have time to do the other stuff I want to do. And I always say hogwash. Uh, you know, get up at 4 a.m. There's two hours you just bought yourself in the morning. When you come home from work, don't turn on the TV. Spend those evening hours working on your passion, your hobby. Weekends, don't go to that party. Stay home Saturday night and focus on your passion and what you're going to do. You do have an incredible amount of hours in the day that you don't even know you have if you're wasting them. Exactly. You know, there's 24 stuff. hours in a day. That's that's plenty of time. You can figure it out. Anybody yeah. can do it. You know, as Absolutely. long as they want to get after it. That's, you know, the only, you know, success and failures that people can do to themselves is really how they can control that time, you know, right. prioritize. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And I'll tell you, uh, when you get on the other side of the aisle like I am with age, uh, <laughs> you start to realize how truly valuable time is. Oh, and yeah. it is our most valuable asset. And you never get back the second you just had. Exactly. Um, so uh, use your time wisely. Um, very, very important. How about a resource? There are lots of resources. I touched on that, but is there a resource in general that you'd like to share? Gosh, um, YouTube and Instagram, as you know, as a typical millennial would probably say. But no, they're absolutely great resources, especially on YouTube. There's a whole bunch of tutorials that you can get into and inspiration. You know, there's a few people I follow on YouTube that really got me going too, as well. Uh, 
And so in an Instagram, you know, different perspectives, different styles, you know, you can develop from that, learn from it and grow from that. So yeah, I would yeah. say those are the two best platforms uh, if you want to be a photographer. Yeah, absolutely. Now, if I could arrange for you to sit down and have a drink with anyone in the automotive industry, living or deceased, who would that be? It would be Valentino Balboni. Oh, that would be a cool one. Because, I mean, just the history that he has with Lamborghini. I mean, come on. He's the best guy to talk to when it comes to Lamborghinis. You know, what do you think yeah. of this car? You know, how does this feel? He's driven every one of them. I, exactly. <laughs> so, you know, it's there's so much knowledge and depth to that conversation that you can get. You could probably go on days without, you know, <laughs> without yeah. stopping. So <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. No, he's cool. He's been a guest here on Cars, yeah? Oh, so yeah. any of you listeners that have not listened to his show, go back. You can find him in the Cars, yeah, website. I met him at the... Concorso Italiano, which of course is uh, put on by uh, some great people up here in the Pacific Northwest. It's a great event that takes place during Car Week. I've been to almost every one of them. And he was at the show and I uh, was introduced to him by Tom McDowell and a uh, great guy. Really, I mean, he just has a, well, who wouldn't have a permanent smile on their face if they drove Lamborghinis for a living, right? And uh, he's got an exhaust system business he's promoting now too. So, uh, yeah, uh, awesome guy. Well, I might be able to make that happen for you one day. So Ooh, uh, That would be very you just, cool. You just special. let me know. Yeah, we'll make do. sure you go to Concorso Italiano this summer, and I'm sure he'll be there, and uh, you guys can uh, – I'll introduce you to. You can sit down and talk with him. That would be fun. That would be very cool. Yeah. How about a book? Is there a book you'd like to recommend it to our listeners? I would say it is something that I'm currently reading, and it is Peak Performance by Brad Stolberg and Steve Magnus. What's the book about? It's basically how to not burn out in society, you know, in society as in just, you know, work and then having your side projects and whatnot. Uh, it's kind of the science to success. Take that with a grain of salt because only the amount of success you gain is by how much you want to work for it or get after it. Getting the information from this book kind of helps me organize my days so I can be absolutely most efficient with the photography work and, you know, still having a social life. Yeah. Oh, it sounds like a great book. I've not read that book. Um, boy, I should read that between uh, doing the five-day-a-week podcast and now my new TV show, yeah. Cars yeah TV on Mab TV, and then all the other stuff I'm trying to do on my own here. Um, yeah, I should give that a read. So uh, very, very cool. All right. Well, we'll make sure we put a link to that. Peak Performance, Take Advantage of the New Science of Success. Looks like is the subtitle to that book. So very cool. Well, you can find all these great resources on Alex's show notes page. Just go to carsyeah.com. Click on Alex Johnson. There's another great place on the website, by the way, called Guest Recommended Books, where this book and well over a thousand books are listed by all my inspiring automotive enthusiasts with quick, easy clicks to buy. So educate yourself. It's what I'm doing. I try to read at least one great business book a month. Uh, sometimes it's tough, tough to do, but uh, I found audiobooks are kind of a cool way to do it, too. You Yeah. Kind of multitask. You can be out in the garage working on the car, listening to a book. Learn as you go. So Exactly. Yeah. All right. We are up to the checkered flag here, Alex, but this is a fun thought, fun <laughs> question. Today, I'm going to buy you any cool car on the planet, collector car, collector bike, whatever it might be. doesn't matter, but there's a couple rules to this game. It's the only one you can have in your garage. You have to drive it. No garage queens here. I want you to get out and have some fun. Uh, and you can't sell it to buy a bunch of other toys with. So if you pick a Ferrari GTO, you're stuck with a Ferrari GTO, <laughs> which is not a bad thought. So what can I get you today? Oh, man. Actually, funny that you asked because there's a recent link that popped up on my newsfeed one day. And mm -hmm. there's a Ferrari FXXK Evo for sale. Now, I know that's a race car, but upon purchase, they will actually fit it to be street legal. 
So you can daily drive a Ferrari XXK Evo if you wanted to. And I would absolutely love to. <laughs> oh, you're, you're not a cheap date, my friend, are no, you? I'm, Holy I'm sorry, cow. but come on. It's, yeah, it's a- I offered and you jumped at that deal. <laughs> Um, yeah, that's a pretty special car. Um, very special car, actually. And I didn't realize you could, I thought those were all race cars. So they, they, they will are. actually set it up for the street. Believe it or not. Yeah. It's, it's quite incredible, actually. As soon as I saw that, I was like, all right, done deal. Let's do it. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So. Well, I tell you, I was at the Ferrari factory in 2011 and we were on the test track. And at the end of the day, car that we were with uh, was getting put away and they brought an FXX, not this one because this was 2011, uh, out there with the test driver. And they said, hey, you want to you know, take some laps with this guy? No way. And um, I'm like, well, it was a tough day for me because I had gotten very bad food poisoning oh, that night before. No. And it was a very hard day. And I'm sitting there going, I don't know if I can handle this or not, oh. but I, I can't say no to this opportunity it was a tough right. few laps because that guy knew what he was doing yeah. oh my gosh <laughs> scared me to death and i think i when i got out i was even whiter than when I, <laughs> but uh that is yeah. very special nicely done oh yeah that was a fun three days yeah to get to spend them at the ferrari factory very very cool <laughs> hanging around f1 cars and so forth all right alex well i'll get my big 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 golfers checkbook out the one that they give those giant <laughs> golf winning guys the giant checks you know with lots of zeros Oh, yeah. And uh, give my friends at the Ferrari factory a call and see what we can do for you. Do you have a color? Yeah, I might as well get you the right color. Do you have a color you'd like? It looks like that one is in silver, which okay. is actually it looks really nice on there because the black, there's some black accents through there. So mm. it would make great for photos. I would All right. <laughs> yeah, see I that under so. the light. So. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. Oh, my goodness, Alex. Well, listen, you've taken me on a great ride today. This has been fun. I've really enjoyed your stories. I want to thank you for sharing your automotive and photographic journey. A guy who's just on his way, making things happen. Could you offer us one little parting piece of wisdom or guidance before you rip off into the uh, Pacific Northwest Mountains in that Ferrari FXXK? Oh, I love it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I would say the biggest one would be treat everyone like they just had the worst day of their lives. Mm. And the best part about that is that you wouldn't treat someone who just had the worst day of their lives poorly, right? You want to be nice to them. You want to be thankful, you know, support them. And that's that's what I like to do every day. Nice. And I try to take that to heart as well. You know, it's not, it's just how it is because you never know. You walk up to someone, they might be smiling, but deep down there's, they might have just had a bad day or something pretty happened. Bad day. So, yeah. you know, if you treat everyone like that, I think you'll get pretty far and you'll do okay. Most definitely. Nice way to go through life. What's the best way for our listeners to follow along with you and see what you're doing? Primarily, I think Instagram would be the best way. I, I'm very active on there. Uh, so okay. it's just Lens Effect with an A. Uh, and then my website, LensEffect.com. Lens Effect, L-E-N-S-A-F-F-E-C-T. So check out what Alex is shooting. Follow along with him. Uh, listen to some of his guidance. And uh, even if you have a sidepreneur position, you're trying to build into a full-time entrepreneur job <laughs> as an entrepreneur or whatever you want to do, some great lessons we've learned today. Thank you for being so generous with your time, your expertise, and for sharing your experiences with the Cars Yeah audience. Until you and I talk again, I'm going to see you, no doubt, down the road. Sounds like a plan, Mark. Thank you very much for having me onto the show. You're welcome. You take care of your cars. 
but who takes care of your investments? Tune-ups aren't just for engines. Updating your financial plan is important, too. Your GPS may take you from A to B, but it won't help you on the road to financial freedom. For that, you need a good co-pilot and a very trusted advisor. Chris Kimball, CFP, is just the man for the job. He'll guide you down that road without driving you crazy. For over 25 years, Chris has helped people just like you and me with their financial planning and investments. With a master's degree in financial services, he is eminently qualified, and he's a car guy too. Learn more at chrisvkimble.com or call 866-ON-A-PLAN. Securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. Member FINRA SIPC. CK Financial Services is not affiliated with Money Concepts Capital Corp. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah.